I'm Michael Hulse. I work at the writing programme at Warwick University. I think the Shakespeare's Bones project comes out of that part of me that is extremely interested in metrics, um, the, the, the technical nuts and bolts of poetry, and also intrigued by the claims that very often come from very different people, practising poets, actors who perform Shakespeare on stage, and so on, claims to have an ear for the particular distinguishing rhythm of this or that first dramatist, not only Shakespeare. And I wonder, does, is that true? Is Because the iambic pentameter, which is the underlying measure of all of Shakespeare, although, of course, there are many, many departures, but that underlying measure is not peculiar to him. Many, many other dramatists use it, and, of course, the poets in their own poetry. So why is it that one develops this sense that there is something imprinted in the text by Shakespeare, which makes it um, quite plainly and uniquely his. The Shakespeare's Bones Project grew out of that puzzlement. The, the idea was to take out his words and leave on the page purely the metrical grid, purely a set of scansion marks for every line in the entire play, for the little bits that are in prose, then a count of the number of words per speaker. That was the idea. And even the names of the characters disappear. Uh, so you simply operate at that point with numbers, one, two, etc. And, and then say, let us put new words in to a plot and a character list of our own devising and see if the outcome, in any sense, sounds like Shakespeare. Is there, in other words, some platonic rhythmic shape to this play? which will survive in the mind of someone listening to it, receiving it, as clearly Shakespearean rhythm, as opposed to, let's say, Webster or whatever. So that was, that was the starting point. And when the Capital Centre came along and said, we, we have these fellowships for people with rather potty ideas, they didn't phrase it quite like that, um, I thought, OK, and, and they went with it. So, so I found myself at that point... Um, being able to test this bewilderment with a number of students. Um, now, the way that this was set up was that students were, were able to get course credit for it as well. And I'll just say a word or two about that because it's um, it's it's a curious thing. It's, it's, it's an entirely assessed thing, of course, no examinations. And it depends on the students having an input both in creative original writing and in, um, in an academic sense in their accompanying essay, which reflects on what they've done and tries to put it in a wider framework. That was the idea. Um, the hope was that quite a few students would sign up, and I'd originally thought that we probably needed a minimum of five or six to make it really viable. Um, in effect, we had three, and that put a lot of pressure, I think, on all of us, um, obviously, if you divide the writing of a Shakespeare play between three, then each one is going to have a far larger number of lines to write than if there are six, or for that matter, ten. Um, the charm from a student point of view, I think, was that they were in the driving seat all along. Every stage of the process was designed to be led by student choices and decisions. Um, the very first decision was which play would be chosen to be subjected to this um, treatment. 
Um, now, I'm not going to say which play it was, and I'm hoping, as I record this, that in the coming autumn term, there will be a production, or at the very least a rehearsed reading, of either the whole play or at least substantial chunks. And when that happens, I think for the three students and for myself, one of the very interesting aspects will be to see whether the audience can figure out which play was was the um, candidate, as it were, the successful candidate, um, without being told. So I'm not going to give that away, but except to say that I steered the students pretty strongly, I think, at the beginning towards choosing a short one. <laughs> Um, the, shall we say, the two gentlemen of Verona end of the spectrum rather than the Hamlet end of the spectrum. Because the shorter it is, the lighter the load of writing that would sooner or later descend upon them. So the play that they chose, and it was entirely their choice, they had a short list of six, and then they whittled it down to the successful one, um, is one of the shorter Shakespeare plays. I'm giving nothing away, I think, if I say that it doesn't have much prose in it. The next step, and again, this was for the students to do, was was to, in other words, remove all of Shakespeare's words from it. Um, and we sat around a, a good bit at that point, um, doing stuff which I would have thought um, ought to be done at school, which is just um, conveying the basics of, of metrics and so on. Um, now, some schools are good at these things and some schools aren't. And so inevitably, some people will arrive at university still a bit bewildered about metrics. So we went through all of that, and um, and then the students went to work. And I have to say, did a brilliant job at gutting poor old Shakespeare and, and pr bringing his bones uh, to the light.